Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. So, so, so I want to go through this and show you that many times when we go to God, when God gives gifts to us, it's easy to think that he didn't answer your prayer because the gift is there, but sometimes it can't get through the debris of the last disaster in your life. Sometimes the gift can't get through the trauma you're working through. Sometimes the gift can't get through the way you see yourself. Sometimes the gift can't. And what happens, what begins to happen in your life, you think God is, not, God is not answering your prayer because you can't see the gift. In English, the word gift simply means, as I said, something given voluntarily, voluntarily as to honor a person or an occasion or to provide assistance. It's presented... Um, with new expectations of payment and return. But in the Greek, there's seven words, and I want to give them to you real quickly. The first word is the root word didomi, D-I-D-O-M-I. It means just simply to give a gift. That's, 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 didomi is the word to give a gift. The second word is the word doma, D-O-M-A. And doma means the char- it speaks to the character of the gift and not the character of the giver. This is interesting because in the word doma, whenever the Holy Spirit uses the word doma, it, it points to the value and the character of a gift. And God could use, watch this now, people with, with questionable character to give you good gifts. Notice, when the spies were sent to Jericho, it wasn't someone from the king's uh, um, court that came to them and hid them away. It was the owner of the local brothel. She was the madame. And Rahab hid them. Questionable character, but a good gift. When Jesus was being prepared for burial, it wasn't some, some um, emissary that came from Herod's court. It was the town prostitute that came with a year's worth of life saving and broke the alabaster box and worshipped and prepared him for his burial. That's what, that, those were his words. The word doma speaks to receiving a great gift from someone that you don't even trust too much. Then there's the word doron, D-O-R-O-N. And doron speaks to gifts that belong to God. In other words, you have something in your position, possession and God gave it to you so you could give it back to him. So this holiday season, don't give God's money to Santa Claus. You got it? Doron is a gift reserved for God. If you use it for anything else, if you give it to anyone, it, what it, it loses its effect. Doron is something that God gives to you so you can invest it in this moment and see a, a, a return in the next moment. God uses, God uses Doron to schedule seasons of return in your future. To make sure you're never without a harvest. The, third, the fourth word is the word Doria, D-O-R-E-A. It's a free gift with no strings attached. Now let me tell you why these words are important. Because the Holy Spirit uses these words in situations, and if you understood what the word meant, you know what he was saying. So I'll give you a case in point. Jesus meets a woman at the well. He asks her for some water. She says to him, how is it that you, a Jewish man, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for water? Here's what Jesus said to her. If you know who I was and the Doria of God, you ask of me 
and I'll give you living water. Here's what the woman heard. If you know who it was you were talking to, and the gift I'm trying to give you with no strings attached, you ask of me. See, the, the, the word makes a difference. The Holy Spirit chooses the word because it conveys so much. What the woman heard was a man was trying to give me something and I'm asking for my body in exchange. So there's the word doria. After the word doria is the word uh, dosis. I introduced you to the word dosis in, in uh, James chapter 1. It's the actual act of giving. It's the act of giving. It says nothing about the gift, says nothing about the giver, says nothing about the receiver. Well, it does say something about the giver. It says the, the, the giver is generous and wanting to be a blessing. That's what the word dosis is. Then there's the word dorima. Remember I told you about dorima. It ends with ma. That means it's the, it's the result or the effect of the gift. But there's another word. It's the word charisma. You ever heard the word charisma before? We, we, we just, it's called a transliteration. We took the word right from the Greek and brought it into English. Charisma comes from the root word charis, which is grace. Charis is grace. When I put ma on the end of it, what happens? Come on, class, what happens? The emphasis goes to the result of the word. So charisma is not grace, it's the result of grace. So by definition, charisma is the undeserved gift. Everybody say the undeserved gift. Charisma is the result of the undeserved gift. The result of the undeserved gift. Say that with me. The result of the un... One more time. The result of... Charisma. What's interesting as I, as I went, go through this, and you said, Pastor, how is this going to help me? I'm going to show you. We talked about, in our last series, we talked about repentance. Metanoia. Meta means change. Noia means the mind. And we said it's, it speaks to the way I think. Changing the way I think and changing the way I see. Is that correct? Well, I want to take you to Romans chapter 5 now. And I want to show you something. Romans chapter 5, King James Version, verse 15. I need you to count with me. I'm going to read and you count. You're going to count the amount of times you see the word gift. Okay? In the Bible, it's very interesting. The Bible is a coded book. And the, 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 the um, the codifying of the Bible, no man could have done it. It is absolutely just so intricate. So as I read, you count. But not as the, uh, the offense, so also is the free gift. For through the, offense of many be, uh, for through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace. Which, you, you count out loud. Which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many, verse, uh, verse 16. And not as, as it was by, that, by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. How many did you count? Five is the number of grace in the Bible. So five times the, the word gift is mentioned. But what's interesting is three different words. And in the definition of those words, God, there's a coded message to us. Now, give me New Living Translation. Go back to verse 15. I'm going to see, can I work this out? Okay, I, I'm going to do this real fast because I, I need my notes. Because this ain't easy. Read with me. Ready? Read. But there is a great difference. Come on, out loud. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. The first word gift is the word charisma. 
The Bible says there's a great difference. Now, now, remember what charisma means? The result of undeserved, get it? Of the undeserved gift. So it says it like this. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and the result of the, of the undeserved gift that God gave to us. The difference. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his what? His gift of forgiveness. The, everybody say gift of forgiveness. The, the Holy Spirit chose the word Doria, which means a free gift with no strings attached. So here's what it just told us. God forgiving you is a free gift with no strings attached. He will, no, no, no. He will forgive. Now, I'm telling you, I was talking to someone the other day. And I said, yeah, but you know, but the, the person committed a sin, they got to pay. So, if they have to pay, it's not a gift. Well, you have to explain how people, people um, have to pay the consequences, they have to go to jail. Even when your sin creates consequences for you, because God is neither shady nor a moving target, he keeps the obligation to be with you. If they sentence you to life, God is sentenced with you. And he will go with you behind bars. And watch this now. He will work it out where your life loses no value even behind bars. And when he gets good, listen, and if you, and if, if you get to the place where you could trust him enough, others may say you're locked up for life and God will bring you out just as easy. With no, listen, with not even another court date. I just can't believe that. And you're the person that will stay in. Here's what it says. It says, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man. What's his name? Look at verse 16. Verse 16 says this. The third verse, it says, and the result, I'm sorry, verse, verse, yeah, verse 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is, a very, is very different from the result of one man's sin. In verse 16, this is interesting. The word here is the word dorima. And you see how it's translated properly? Flip to King James, let me show them something. The King James says, and not as it was by one that sin so is the gift. But when you flip the New Living Translation, they actually translated dorima properly. And the result of God's gracious gift is different from the result of that one man's sin. One man's sin, for Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift, and this word right here is the word charisma again. God's, God, God's, the result of God's undeserved gift to you leads to you being made right with Him, even though you are guilty, not of sins of what. Can, in, 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 a, in a moment of honesty, is there anybody here that can admit, Pastor, I'm guilty of many sins? Let me see your hands. Isn't it amazing that although you're guilty of many sins, the Bible says that the, the result of God's free gift leads to, not just a free gift, but an undeserved gift, leads to being made right with God. I can be made right with God although I'm guilty of many sins. That's why God tells us don't judge people. You know why? Because what happens is, their, their being made right with God has nothing to do with their behavior. A lot of God's people are messed up. No, for real. Even in the Bible. Unspeakable things that they have done. And God called 
God says, he belongs to me, she belongs to me. And he owns these people. And he, and he involves them in programs that we would have never chosen them for. Rahab was a harlot. How does she qualify to be the grandmother of David's father? She doesn't qualify. Solomon, David had 20 sons. 20. By decent women. And the one that God chose to be king was the baby of the woman that he stole from Uriah. Why would he do that? What is he doing? Is he confusing us? No. He's trying to say to you that people are going to walk through things in life, but you may leave them and abandon them, but I'll never leave. He's the God that sticks and stays. God said, I'm neither shady nor a moving target. What you see is what you get. I'm going to be God to you. I know your struggle. And other people, you're ashamed of it. You hide it, God says. But you know what I do? I'm coming in there with you. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to stay there till I get you free. I need you to trust me. Hide from them, but you better don't hide from me. Because I got you. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Join Pastor Hart Ramsey and the NCC family for Watch Night 2018. Featuring special guest, three-time Grammy Award nominee, Kim Burrell. Well, he woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Gave me grace and strength just to see another day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Join Pastor Hart Ramsey along with special guest Kim Burrell and the Stellar Award-nominated NCC Family Choir for Watch Night 2018, December 31st, 200 Dome Lane in Dothan, Alabama. Doors open at 8.30 p.m. Service begins at 9 p.m. No matter what you've experienced in 2018, 2019 is for the better. Watch night 2018. Be there. Be there. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Verse 17 says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his what? Again, here comes the word dorima, the result. Not just the, not, it's a wonderful grace, but not just his gift of righteousness, but the resulting or effect of the, of the righteousness he's given to us. He said, for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin 
and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. When you start reading these, this word for gift in the scripture, all of a sudden things begin to make sense. I'm going to say this to you and then we're going to start working on our closing. God doesn't only give gifts to you, but he also gives you as a gift to other people. Right now in someone's life, God has already pre-scheduled before they were born that when they walk through that particular season, he will send you as a gift to them. The problem is you can't be a gift to anyone if you don't know the gift that you've been given. So what God did, God give Jesus to us as a gift. He's our gift. And everything we need from God is in Jesus. We already, but so Pastor, I just can't see that. I mean, uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. Do you know Jesus is, in, is, is actually, um, he's actually concerned about speeding tickets and parking tickets. And, and he's concerned about, I mean, literally, he wants to be in there with you. He wants you to come to him with stuff like that, simple stuff like that. But the thing is, we, we see God, here's why we see God. God is for the big stuff, and I handle the little stuff. And when you start having that mentality, you miss the gift of God. The gift that God has given to us, and, and let's understand this word. The gift that God has, has given to us is simply this. That I'm going to come into your life, and every area of your life becomes an area of concern for me. And there's, you'll never be without, you'll never be in need, as long as you look to me to be your supplier. The reality is God is saying to you, everything you ask for is already in your life. Sometimes it's one connection away, one word from God away. Sometimes it's, it's the next season over, but God already answered the prayer. The thing is, you say, Pastor, I asked God for so much and it hasn't come yet. No, it has come, but you have a blockade. Your storage is too full. The debris of the last season of your life is still scattered around you, and you don't want God to, and what God is saying to you is, watch this, God is saying, I will come into your situation, and I begin to pull stuff apart. I will wreck relationships. I will have you laid off your job. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get you to see me. I'm here for you. And until then, here's what he says, everything you try to do on your own will fail. Because at the end of the day, the testimony has to be, God gave it to me. So I want to tell you two stories real quickly. One story was, I got a letter from a lady in the Montgomery church, and she wrote me, she said, Pastor, last year I went to get a loan. And she said, I went to get this loan, and, and um, I need it real badly. And she said, they turned me down. She said, I can't believe they turned me down. She says, so I went a year, she said, I did nothing different. I didn't upgrade my credit score or nothing. I just, I just keep coming to church, hearing the word. And she said, I didn't know the word was doing anything. She said, but you made a statement one Sunday. And I said, that's it. I'm going back to get that loan. She said, I got up. I was talking about uh, approaching bankers. Remember that? She said, I got, she said, I got up that Monday morning, got my, put my clothes on, walked into that bank. And she said, I filled out that loan application and turn it in. She said, well, you will not believe. She said, they called me. The loan is approved at an interest rate of a person with perfect credit. She said, Pastor, I'm so afraid to even look at my credit score. She said, but they approved the loan. I got the loan to do what I was supposed to do. And she said, now I'm on to the next thing. She said, thank you so much. And you know what I said to myself? What people don't realize is this, is that sometimes when you ask God for something, the enemy will tell you, don't go to church, stay home. No. See, what God does when you ask him for something, he sends the, listen to this word, the answer. 
He speaks a word to you. And that word activates something in you. And it causes you to shift what you're doing just slightly sometimes. And all of a sudden, you're on the right road to receive the blessing. Because most of the time, God commands the blessing there. He puts it in a place for you. Sometimes it's in a person that you have to meet. Sometimes, watch this now, you, and, and other times, watch this, I, we are so comfortable in our lives that we don't look for anything. So you know what God does? In order for you to see the blessing, he removes all the comfort. He makes you so uncomfortable, so agitated, so you become so, you, you can't sleep. Sometimes you become insomniac. You can't sleep, because, and God gets you quiet. He can't get you quiet unless just. Three o'clock in the morning. He said, why does God keep waking me up? He's trying to show you what he has already given you. The rule is this. If God can get gifts through you, he always give gifts to you. I'm going to tell you another story. This is my last story. I, I, was, um, I have a friend, a great friend of mine, and he was... Um, we, we would, would talk from time to time, been, been doing music, music together for 10 years, and I don't know what happened. One day, I got, the church had given me a gift. This was a while back. The church had given me a monetary gift, and I paid bills and bought gifts and did different things, and I had a, a, a little chunk of change left, maybe about, about six or $7,000 left. And <clears throat> I, I looked at the money, and for whatever reason, I pulled out $4,800 and set it aside. I don't know why $4,800. There's something about that number, I just set it aside. And so, going through it, I did it for a month, and when little things would come up, I always look and say, well, I need some money. I look over, but I never felt moved to touch that money. Just left it there. One day, I, was, I, was, I came up with my time of wisdom with the Lord. I was studying, just having my day, and I thought about it. I said, well, I wonder what's going on with my brother. I haven't seen him in a while. So I reached out to my friends. Hey, have you guys seen so-and-so? They said, nah. Come and think of it, we haven't. So I, I inboxed him on social media. I said, hey, I'm looking for you. Are you Okay. Here was his response. Pastor, I know you're a man of God. He said, I was at home, and we had prayed and said, God, we don't know what to do about this. Let all of all the ministers we know, let someone come to find us because we're ashamed. Something went wrong with the money, and they couldn't make the house. No. They were about to go into foreclosure. And he just came to my heart. So I said, hey. Call me. So he called me. I said, tell me what's going on. He said, well, you know, this is the story. And he said, Pastor, I'm so ashamed. He said, I don't, I don't know what to do. I said, well, what's your note? He said, well, it's 1200 a month. I said, how far are you behind? He said, three months. He said, but by the time, by the time we get the money, it's going to be. I said, how much do you need? He said, all we need to get out of the, the problem is two months. So I did the math. I said to him, so... Four months will clear everything up. He said, yeah, but all we really need right now is two months. I said, let me tell you a story. I said, how long have you been praying? He said, well, when we got two months behind, we really started praying. I said, what if I told you that God answered your prayer when you started praying? Here's what he said. He said, he said we're in faith. He said, we're in faith for that. That's what our faith is. I said, I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about for real. I said, when you started praying, God answered your prayer. Let me tell you a story. I said, a month ago, my church gave me some money. I said, 
And I, I spent some money. I did things I had to do, take care of bills. I said, I had, I had about maybe six or $7,000 left, left over. I said, but I took $4,800. I set it aside. I didn't know why. It was just on my heart. I just put it in an account. I said, it was almost like that's not my money. I set it aside. I said, I set this money aside. I said, I went, went about my business. I said, then you came on my heart just, just recently. I said, and I didn't understand why you just on my heart. He said, man, he said, Pastor, we are praying. And here's what he told me. He said, we told the Lord, we got into this situation from helping another family. And he said, I know God loves us. He said, I just don't understand. He said, you know, I'm trusting that God will do something. I said, hmm, isn't it interesting? I said, as I told him. When you started praying, God gave me your money to hold for you. He said, what do you mean? I said, I set aside $4,800 a month ago, and it's been sitting in that account. From the, and when I'm coinciding, it's when you started praying. He said, what? He said, what do you mean? I said, I have your money. I have the money for your house. That's what he said. That's what he said. You give me your money? I said, did you hear anything I said? It is not my money. God gave it to me to hold for you. He starts to weep. I said, why are you crying? He said, nobody does that. I said, God does. He said, but people don't do it. Now, wait, wait, wait. He said, he said people don't do it. I said, yes, they do. People do it all the time. But what happened to us is we get into a situation, we pray to God, and when people ask us what's going on, we lie. We don't tell them we're going through. We don't tell them the situation. So they think they're missing God. But God has given them your stuff. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, Pastor, I promise I'm going to pay you back. I said, sir, God gave me your gift to give to you. It is not a loan. It is a gift. It is a a gift give me your account number he gave me the account number I wired the money to him let me tell you something here's what he told me afterwards he said a, a strange thing happened he said all oh, my business had dried up I wasn't getting any calls he said it was just a weird season because we, we blessed someone and then we got into this weird season here's what he told me it was so powerful he said from the time that money hit my account my phone started ringing and has not stopped yet not only did God meet the need for the house, but the business picked up so much, he got backlogged. Don't tell me your father don't know what you need. And don't tell me that when you ask, he ignores you. This, it becomes possible because what God does, God connects people to Jesus. And all, all the Lord did for me was he just let me know, heart, I want to trust you with this, but it's not yours. I knew it. I just, I knew it wasn't mine. The other day I walked in my closet and I said, I got too many suits up in here. And I started counting what the value was. And I decided I'm going to give away $18,000 worth of suits. And I did. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not staying for the applause. I'm going to tell you something while I start to notice. I start to notice a liberty that comes into our lives when we realize that because we have received the gift from God, that it makes us a gift. Now, watch this now, I become the answer. 
I become the answer to this person's prayer. I become the connection to this person's God. You, God wants to know you and I become your connection. Pastor, I just wish my family would get saved. You are the connection. You are their gift. God gave you through Jesus as their gift. What do I need to do? All you need to do is allow the, the Lord to wake you up by the Holy Spirit and show you who you really are. Listen, I, I, there's no way I could preach all this. My time is so limited and I'm really already out of time. But this series we're going to start, and I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. I told each one of the other congregations, remind me, don't let me end this series before I talk to you about the gift of possibility. Make a note of it. And someone out of order some Sunday when I'm preaching just said, don't forget the gift of possibility. I'm going to tell you, be quiet, but I'm going to remember. Because what God is wanting to do in this Christmas season is to show you that you are such a gifted person already that you should not be complaining about what you don't have. Now I want to say this real quickly. Is anybody here, you say, Pastor, you know what, I, while you're talking at some point or whatever, you, you, you come to this place, you say, you know what? I need to make good on this gift that God has given me through Jesus Christ. In other words, I've been coming to church. I've heard so much preaching, but I've never really responded and given my life to Jesus. Do you know agreeing with the gospel doesn't save you? What saves you is buying into it. Is anybody here to say, say, Pastor, you know what? I need to be saved. I really, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ because I, I don't want, I just want things to be different. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.